Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This episode of Stuff You Missed in History Class is brought to you by Get Your Guide. No matter where you are going on your next travels, Get Your Guide offers great ways to connect with your destination and make memories with locally vetted, expertly curated experiences. Things just as examples. You could go whitewater rafting in the Grand Canyon. You could take a tour of Pike Place Market in Seattle with a chef. There's a London Royal Parks and Palaces tour. All kinds of options wherever you are going. So discover and book your next unforgettable travel experience at getyourguide.com. Tax season is approaching, bringing potential extra cash your way. Rather than spending it all on an expensive deal filled with yada yada from your current wireless plan, consider switching to Metro by T-Mobile for no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. Not putting up with yada yada means not falling for all those extra headaches. If you don't take yada yada in life, don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a Yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class, a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and happy Friday. I'm Holly Fry. And I'm Tracy V. Wilson. One of the things we talked about this week was Rudolph Diesel and his diesel engine. Yeah. And really, the vanishing of Rudolph Diesel, which is yeah. really what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, listen... Borderline spooky time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think, based on my vague memory, that back when I was on also that other podcast in addition to this one called This Day in History Class, I feel like I did an episode that was about the the day that Rudolph Diesel disappeared. Yeah. Um, And I think I had had uh, this on my short list. A short is like a total misnomer. Like, this, this is... Short list of 800 things. Yeah, and clearly it was not a priority to me because in all of that time, it never moved up the top. But also when I went on there today to delete it since we were recording this, I realized I didn't even have his actual name on there. It just said, guy who invented diesel, question <laughs> mark. I love it. I love it. I did check with Tracy. Usually if something comes up and we think the other might be interested, we'll say like, hey, I'm thinking about working on this. Are you? And Tracy was like, well, I had him on a list. I was like, oh, then I won't do it. And she said, no, I haven't touched it in years. Go ahead. <laughs> so not a priority. I mean, uh, every once in a while, I would kind of return to it and then just get distracted by something else. And similarly, the thing that was um, really drawing me to it was the, the the questions around his disappearance and death. 
Yeah, it's um it is interesting. So I I mentioned during the episode that I wanted to talk a little bit about press coverage of it and also the way his family and colleagues talked about it. Like they were so insistent that nope, no way, not our loved one would mm-hmm. never ever take their own life. And that I think is I mean obviously it's unfortunate. Like we know we know now a lot more about depression and anxiety and what leads people to do grave things. Um, but it it does sort of break my heart that, like, that denial is probably what led so many people to feel like they could never get any help, even when help started to be more readily available mm-hmm. um, in the mental health sciences, which is so weird. But from the journalistic standpoint, it is such a strange and abrupt thing to me, the way the headlines in particular change. Yeah. Because they are very, they're much wordier when we don't know what happened to Diesel. Right, when they're like, mysteries surround the disappearance of Rudolf Diesel. No clues have become available. Um, you know, Dr. Rudolf Diesel dead, it is feared. Like, these are literal mm-hmm. things I'm I'm reading. And then suddenly it's like, Diesel was bankrupt. And it's so almost accusatory in its bluntness at that mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. that, again, it's that thing of, like, we have always had this culture where failure is the worst sin. Mm -hmm. And it's so strange to me because there are also, I think, I hope, listen, this is my Pollyanna side coming out. I hope that there is more recognition that like failure is really a way people can learn. Obviously, if you fail in a way that harms others, that's a little more grave and serious. But like, I don't know anybody who always gets everything right. Right. If they claim they do, they're probably fibbing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I really, I'm, I have in my my later years, certainly not when I was younger because I wasn't being as thoughtful about much of anything, but you know, tried to embrace the idea that failure is not bad. It is a good thing. Like you can make peace with it and mm-hmm. recognize that it's part of growth. But the fact that as a society that was not an avenue of possibility for so many people for so many years. Sure. That I really wonder how many people found themselves in circumstances like this where they might have considered doing something dire or did do something dire just because we had not evolved in our thinking about such things. Mm-hmm. Just troubling. And it wouldn't help if you were someone who was depressed and seeing the press then drag all of his right, right. financial affairs through the pages of their papers to sell more copies. Anyway, it just makes me wax a little bit pensive about how we look at celebrities uh, and inventors and scientists today and talk about their work. Because clearly this was not a person that was um, the least bit claiming he had done things he hadn't. Right. Right. He was so troubled and upset when people were like, no, but it was those mechanics that figured out the problems. And it's like, yes, but... In a thing he created. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, you know, which was really quite revolutionary at the time. And I think he felt like he was being discredited, which could not have helped any of these other issues that were going on. Anyway, it just makes me want to be my... I mean, I try to be more thoughtful, certainly, than I was when I was younger about how I talk about anybody publicly. Um, you don't know what, you know, you're, the thing you say on even Twitter or Instagram or whatever about a person. Um, you don't know what life that those words have beyond your keyboard. And 
I think it's important to consider at a time when we can kind of see how this this atmosphere where things like a financial failure became sort of gossipy and a little lascivious in the way they were covered. When really, that's just a thing that happens to people sometimes. He made bad business decisions. No one's arguing that, but like... Yeah, I also think, like, in a lot of ways, most people's minds are primed to fill in gaps in information. Mm -hmm. And frequently, there is a big gap between the thing that happens and the, like, sort of backstory... Yes. ...that a person's mind will fill in the blanks. And... Uh, sometimes that invented backstory then becomes circulated as fact, and we don't actually know. No. Um. Yeah, anyway. So, that was Rudolf Diesel. There's part of me that hopes some piece of unearth-level information appears that he was, in fact, living in Canada. <laughs> but I don't think that's going to happen, alas. I certainly, I mean, I, I understand the desire, too, to... Uh, entertain conspiracy theories and be like, well, mm-hmm. isn't it interesting that suddenly, uh, like, I, the first thing that I thought, the conspiracy theorist in my brain went, do we know that he put that black mark in his calendar or did somebody else uh, do yeah. it when they were ha- handling it? Like, a lot of things like that are still question marks. We're never going to know really what happened to him or what his mental state was that night. He may have been fine. He may have slipped after folding his coat carefully and placing it on the deck, we don't know. He may have felt lightheaded and stumbled. Right? Any number of things could have happened. But um, it also is just a good thing to challenge any assumptions that one makes. Granted, there was a ruling in his cause of death, but it seems like that was made without maybe a ton of evidence one way or the other. Mm -hmm. It's okay to question it. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. One of our episodes this week was on Ibn Khaldun. I still wish I could remember what led me to put the extremely inadequate description of Ibn Khaldun, Muslim historian, onto my episode shortlist. I don't remember at all. Well, that's more than I usually put on any of mine. I just put, like, a name. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I put them in the Halloween subcategory with a name, and then I'll come back and be like, I just put this in the wrong place. This isn't the least bit Halloween-y. I have clarifiers on some of the things on my short list, and sometimes it's because, like, it's, I say short list, it's probably a hundred things. Like, it's more than a year worth of episodes on that short list. But that means sometimes I will come back to it when I'm trying to figure out what I want to add to, like, the immediate pipeline, and I will not remember who somebody is. And so sometimes after having that happen once or twice, I will put in that clarifying note to be like, this is who the person is that I put on the list. Something we did not really talk about that I find interesting is that uh, possibly because there was a gap in how well-known and well-distributed his work was from the time that he died until it was rediscovered centuries later. A lot of the discussion of it, particularly in terms of his work in economics, has been more focused on, like, comparing him to figures from Europe in particular or uh, talking about how he sort of predicted the work of European economists. I think we used that term at the show at one point. There has not been as much analysis of, like, his economic theories as their own thing. Like, 
not as much deep dive into, like, let's look at sort of an Ibn Khaldunian theory of economics and see what that means. There's a lot more of, like, this is an idea that later shows up in Adam Smith, or this is an idea that later shows up in Reaganomics or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I would have fully understood it had there been a lot of exploration of his economics work as its own thing, because that is not a field I have spent a lot of time on. Yeah. No, no, that wouldn't wouldn't uh, necessarily be illuminating for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say that I had to chuckle a little bit because, um, as we mentioned at the beginning of that episode, right, he lived at a time that was pretty chaotic, mm-hmm. constantly shifting power structures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that impacted his work. And I was like, so it's like academics. But, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, because everyone I know that's in academia at like higher learning institutions is always reporting how, you know, dramatic and, and whatnot their jobs are and their departments. Yeah. Various, uh, intrigues that are going on. And I was like, (laughs) it's always been there. (laughs) That's very, very, um, diminishing view of it. I don't mean yeah. to offend any academics. I just, you know, when you're gossiping with your friends and they're like, oh, and then this, and my department chair, and then, oh, and then this, and then this person is jockeying for this. And I was like, oh, it's like this. It's the same. It's always been that way. Uh, one of the things that I, for some strange reason, remember from college, even though this was half my life ago at this point, I had a humanities teacher who was in the history department and occasionally he would tell these stories about faculty meeting. And then he would, like, part of the story was 100% of the time. And then we had a knockdown, drag-out fight about it. Yeah. And as a, like, as a student, I was like, how can there be this many not dra- knockdown, drag-out fights in the history department faculty meeting? Uh, I'm now... Uh, I understand this more as an adult who has, you know, many years of adult experience, not in academia, but in any workplace setting where people don't agree on how to do something. Yeah. Uh, But I still just kind of, part of me is like, I want to ask that guy, what were all these knockdown drag out fights about it? Which at this point might, would require a seance because it's been a while. Some of those people are not with us anymore. (laughs) That would be funny, a seance of academics who then get into a knockdown dragout fight from the afterlife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh anyway, I find I find Ibn Khaldun really interesting. And it's again not atypical at all that there would have just been no mention at all of his wife and daughters. Did he have sons? I'm not actually sure, but he definitely had five daughters who were killed in this shipwreck. And it's just like his mention of them in his autobiography is almost offhand about it. I mean, of course, I would be like, I have not read any of this work in the original Arabic because that is not a language that I know. And I have heard uh, in one of the Uh, interviews that I listened to that was about this work, which was with a historian who I think speaks Arabic as a first language. Um, Like the English translations I have heard just don't compare to what the language of the original is like at all. Like the original language is just a lot more 
poetic and meta- metaphorical in a way that a lot of the English translations are not. But um, his description of this shipwreck is described as almost just offhand. Like, it gets kind of mentioned in passing. So it's he had so many tragedies in his life apart from all of the political chaos and instability that he was part of, you know, losing a lot of his family to the Black Death and, you know, other friends and family members being either murdered for political reasons or executed, Uh, and then the loss of his wife and daughters. Just so much. And it seems like, logically, that would have all affected him, and we just have no real documentation of his thoughts on any of it. Well, and it's worth noting, right? Like you you mentioned in the episode that it was not it would not have been unusual for writings at the time by a scholar of his nature to to not really focus on that. But also everybody deals with tragedy differently. Like I definitely have family members who will talk about someone who they were utterly devoted to and they're passing and it's like a quick drive-by mention and then you move on. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's uncommon either, right? So, like, there are layers of, like, what's probably going on in his very minimal discussions of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not everyone is a big feeling sharer. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that may inform that as well. We just don't know. Yeah. So, anyway, I find him really interesting, and I'm glad I finally got to uh, correct my overly reductive uh, description of him in my little episode shortlist. If you want to send us a note about this, we're at historypodcast.iheartradio.com. It's Friday. Hope your Friday's going well. Hope your weekend goes well, whatever is on your plate. Uh, We'll be back Saturday with a Saturday classic and something brand new will be in your feed on Monday. Stuff You Missed in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation.
Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.